The Perfect Storm It could have been a boardroom anywhere in the world. The managing director was waiting well before the stroke of 9am. He looked the part. Impeccably groomed, Italian suit, striped shirt, diamond cufflinks, Rolex watch and a favourite red tie. Exactly what you get from central casting if you ask for a managing director. On receiving the latest interim results, he called an urgent executive meeting. Meetings were cancelled, flights hurriedly booked and work reprioritized by super-efficient assistants who made sure their executive arrived on time, fully briefed and, as much as possible, suitably armed. Ten men in suits sat around the oval table. There were no greetings. The MD went straight to the point. We've promised the market $30 million and this looks closer to $10 million. He fixed his gaze across the crystal water jugs towards the stern quartet of regional vice-presidents. Is there any chance we can trade out of this in the next quarter? They shook their heads in geographical sequence. Asia-Pacific first, Europe last. It was the toughest conditions they'd ever seen. Retail sales were getting monstered by online upstarts. Costs of labour, power and transport were out of control. And worst of all, the margins were shrinking because the market was too price-sensitive to pass on costs. If that wasn't enough, the government red tape seemed endless. Activists had launched a social media attack about the company's links to child labour in West Africa, and every market was flooded at the premium and generic end. What are we doing to change this? he asked of the group. He heard all the right words. Lean manufacturing, re-engineering, cost-cutting, values, new technology, accountability, tight controls, culture change, customer-centric and extremely busy. It wasn't enough. We need surgery, he announced to the chief financial officer seated to his right. What are the options? The reply was quick, definite, and just what you'd expect from the hitting zone of a CFO. More redundancies, cut training, travel and marketing, and tighten every budget line. There were murmurs, but no one dared to be first to speak. They'd already been through one round of redundancies, and the budgets were squeezed so tight they could barely breathe. Another cut to training and marketing could trigger a rush of talent out the door. Or there's one other option, added the CFO to a deathly quiet room. Sell McRae's. Hmm, was the rejoinder around the room. Others might call it cannibalism. These guys called it brilliant. We sell down one of our less favourite businesses and it gives us the cash injection we need. What exactly do we lose? asked the MD, turning to his regional leaders. Not much, replied the Asia-Pacific VP, jumping at the chance to shed a future liability on his ambition to lead a multinational company. It's a mature business with a high cost base. The product range still looks pretty good and it's borderline profitable, so I can get their finance guy to package up the numbers to be almost impressive and sell it before it slides further. Can we find a buyer? The CFO chortled slightly. If you've got the right bait, there's always a fish swimming somewhere. Done. The MD smiled for the first time. Make it happen before the next board meeting, or we begin executive redundancies. With the sale of McRae's, they could meet the market expectations for at least the next quarter. Hopefully by then, the conditions would have improved. No one in the room really expected that to happen, but the company was big enough to weather the storm for a while longer before it really impacted on benefits and careers. Extinction Charles Darwin observed that it is not those who are most intelligent or strong that survive, but rather those who adapt to change. 
Certainly we have strong industries and governments full of intelligent leaders and teams, but we face in business and the wider world what Darwin might well have called an extinction event. The traditional hierarchical management-controlled process-driven organization is too blinkered to see the real threats, too slow to respond when it finally does, and too risk-averse to get ahead of the game. Even Chocolate Frogs Adapt is the story of a smart and strong business that became too comfortable with success and then too protective of its place in the world. That business, McRae's Fine Chocolates, is about to be cut free from the larger company that you just briefly met. Its challenge will be to turn around beliefs, habits and practices that made it successful in the past but now threaten its very survival. Come and meet one of the key players. Alex Reed, 2 p.m., late January, First Class Lounge, Sydney International Airport. Alex Reed was busy.